There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to episode two of Rough Outline. I'm Amber Panting. In this episode, my co-producer Rachel Rayner will present the idea that knitting is good for you, that it can literally help keep body and soul together, and that far from being a retirement pastime, it can help you make it to your dotage. She'll be laying down some hard science, links are on the website, and as a true believer in the modern scientific method, she is clear that she is not a doctor or a scientist, and that while knitting is rad, she does not advise using it as a substitute for modern medicine. Why should you listen to Rachel? Well, five years ago she picked up the sticks, and she now has a blog, Instagram, and even a knitting tattoo, so you know she's committed. She's also been published in Fibercraft magazines, and she's a brilliant teacher, which I can say with authority, she taught me, and she's going to give her talk now. Please enjoy it and ponder. Here's Rachel. First things first, what are we talking about when we talk about knitting and crochet? Well, you have yarn, that's the first thing. It can be wool or acrylic or bamboo or any number of things. And then you either take two sticks if you want to knit or one hook if you want to crochet and then you make a series of loops and then you have a finished thing. Part of what makes knitting and crochet so damn interesting is turning a ball of string into a useful or beautiful object. You can knit a sweater. I'm currently wearing a sweater I knit myself. Or you can knit mittens or socks or some boobs. Someone in my knitting group created a knitted breast because she's a lactation consultant and uses them to demonstrate how to draw down milk without actually having to touch new mothers in quite an intimate place. Other knitters create knitted breasts to donate to women who have had mastectomies. You can also work any number of beautiful art objects in crochet, such as guns worked in fillet crochet by artist Inga Karina, or have pictures of them up on the website. Crochet is endlessly flexible and lets you work in any direction, which is perfect for three-dimensional pieces. Creating art, be it a crocheted gun or a knitted boob, is an immensely rewarding part of the human experience. Crocheting like a fried egg or a penguin wearing a sweater is an act of pure whimsy and delight. And that's enough damn reason for anyone to do it. You don't actually need to listen to the rest of this to be convinced to pick up your yarn. But let's get back to the beginning. Knitting and crochet is good for you. Why is that? We're going to look at this from all angles, starting by zooming all the way out. We're going to start with looking at the world and a crafter's place in it. Crochet is often seen as a really solitary activity, when in fact, the opposite is more usually true. Crafting lends itself to social gatherings. A survey of over 3,000 knitters found that group crafting is reported to improve social confidence and feelings of belonging. For knitters who reported suffering from depression, I quote, 
There was a significant association between membership of a knitting group and feeling happier and better about themselves, end quote. Part of the reason for this is structure. Knowing you're meeting every other Saturday, for example, takes some pressure off, as does having the excuse to look at your knitting if you don't want to talk. It can also keep you connected to society at large. Not just in the knitting group, but beyond that. Nowhere is this more apparent than knitting for soldiers in war. By the way, this is still going on. We think of this as an activity in the Great War and the Second World War. Lots of women knitting socks on the home front to support their boys in battle. But this is still going on. There are calls out there to knit helmet liners for soldiers currently serving in Afghanistan. And you can also knit Afghans for Afghans for those on the other side of the conflict. Working with yarn like this can be a form of physical prayer. This is spelled out really clearly in war propaganda. With each stitch, you're sending a prayer to bring the boys home safe. We've all got a job to do. You're helping when you knit. They also serve who stay at home. You too can do your bit. This physical prayer can be compared to praying with a rosary or Tibetan prayer wheels. A deep dive into the internet reveals knitting ministries in American churches. Prayer shawls are given to those in need and are commonly worked in Trinity Stitch, a bobbly pattern worked over three stitches representing the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. I'm not religious, and I never have been, but there's definitely a feeling of good vibes and communing with the universe when you're working on, say, a blanket for a very wanted baby or a hat for a friend who's sick, and just the feeling of connection and sending good wishes out there. Now, I mentioned earlier that little old ladies sometimes only become little old ladies because they knit. It's possible that knitting can help prevent arthritis. You often hear the opposite, that knitting can be really bad for your hands, so I'm going to defer to the experts here. Alton Barron, orthopedic surgeon and president of the New York Society for Surgery of the Hand, recommends knitting as a way of preventing arthritis and tendonitis. He said that the finger action while knitting keeps joints hydrated as fluid is forced to move in and out of the cartilage. Having said that, knitting is terrible for RSI, so take breaks when you're working. One really common fear of getting older is cognitive decline. Slowing down as we get older is probably inevitable, but what can become dementia often begins as mild cognitive impairment. People with mild cognitive impairment develop dementia at a rate to 10 to 15% per year, compared with 1 to 2% per year of the general population. One study found that activities such as knitting can lower the risk of mild cognitive impairment by as much as 50%. That's because knitting is mentally stimulating. Don't believe me? Take a look at a lace pattern sometime. We'll put some up on the website. As well as keeping you healthy, knitting can help keep you happy. The physical act of knitting supports the release of serotonin. That's the same chemical which your brain releases when you have sex, eat chocolate, or do both at the same time. One really popular definition of happiness is flow. That's being so absorbed in something that the time flies by, nothing else seemed to matter. It's been referred to as a state of true ecstasy. Psychologist Mihai Csikszentmihalyi has explored this concept thoroughly. Flow is experience that we feel when we are totally involved in what we are doing. He describes it as a sense of ecstasy, a sense of clarity. You know what you need to do is possible to do, even though it's difficult. And sense of time disappears. You forget yourself. You feel part of something larger. And once the conditions are present, what you are doing becomes worth doing for its own sake. Everybody describes it as being very focused very clear goals, immediate feedback through the action, and a balance of challenges and skills. 
You see, the brain can only process so much at once, so when part of it is taken out with yarn, the unimportant drops away. One doesn't have enough attention left over to monitor how the body feels or problems at home. The body disappears. They completely lose uh, track of time. They don't notice they're hungry, they're tired. They are just uh, sometimes working for days without stopping. Speaking of the bodily, a 2009 study of women hospitalized for anorexia taught participants how to knit, then questioned them on their psychological state. After knitting for around an hour a day for three weeks, 74% reported less fear and preoccupation with their eating disorder, 74% said it was calming, and 53% said it gave them a sense of pride, satisfaction, and accomplishment. Is knitting a panacea? Am I suggesting we throw away the NHS and replace it with a ball of string? Of course I'm not. But it's fascinating that something so simple can show such dramatic results. It has been suggested that knitting may work in a similar way to EMDR. Okay, to explain what EMDR is, we're going to try a little exercise. Everyone sit up straight, look straight ahead, and keeping your head still, move only your eyes. And look to the left, look to the right, look to the left again, think about your childhood, look to the right. That's my understanding of what a session of EMDR involves, and now you all owe me 40 pounds. I'm kidding. EMDR is eye movement desensitization and reprocessing therapy. Basically, it's a psychotherapy based on an observation that certain eye movements can reduce the intensity of traumatic thought. Literally, look left, look right, feel better. EMDR has only been around since the late 80s, and there are questions about its effectiveness. However, some studies have found it can be as effective as cognitive behavioral therapy, and it's sometimes recommended for the treatment of PTSD. And knitting has traditionally been used as a treatment for PTSD. As many as 30% of British troops in the First World War were affected by shell shock. A lot of the treatments were absolutely brutal, ranging from electroshock therapy to death by firing squad. This started to turn around when one major Frederick Mott suggested that shell shock was caused by severe stress rather than moral weakness. As well as electroshock treatment, Mott offered quiet, rest and distraction, simple occupations such as knitting, and also basket making, which gives us the lovely term basket case. Occupational therapy is based on the idea that work can be a tonic, that it structures time and brings meaning to life, while giving control over a small tangible thing in a time when everything is chaos. Knitting was offered as occupational therapy, but just about everyone at this time knit as a matter of course. We talk about the increased popularity of knitting and we blame hipsters, but there was a time not very long ago where you knit just because you had to. It was just what was done. Victorian schools offered knitting lessons as a matter of course. Children as young as five contributed to the family fortune by knitting socks for sale. Forty years ago, when my mother was growing up in New Zealand, import restrictions meant that her middle-class family couldn't afford ready-made clothes, and she knit jumpers every year for herself and her siblings. Maybe that's why knitting and crochet is only starting to be studied. It's just been so much of the fabric of life that it's hardly been worth commenting on. Or maybe because it's so-called woman's work, it's just been less valued and the scientific community hasn't bothered. Once again here, I'm going to defer to scientific authority. I'm quoting from the paper, The Benefits of Knitting for Personal and Social Wellbeing in Adulthood, findings from an international survey. There, the author states, Knitting has a significant psychological and social benefit, which can contribute to the well-being and quality of life. As a skilled and creative occupation, it has therapeutic potential, which is an area requiring further research. So I challenge you to declare yourself a guinea pig. Pick up those sticks and experiment on yourself with knitting. Winter is coming and we can stay warm and scientific 
and in a constant state of static flow with just a little bit of skill and a ball of string. That was Rachel Rayner. Thank you for that talk, Rachel. I really enjoyed it. Oh, you're welcome. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Have you ever found that some people don't take knitting seriously when it doesn't conform to the stereotype of the grandma in the rocking chair? You mentioned that at the start of your talk. Yeah, people sometimes don't like to see stereotypes being broken because it can be quite threatening. I mean, what's going to happen next? Are all people going to learn how to text? Women learn to code? (laughs) Pigs learn to fly? Oh, the horror. It's just not worth the risk, you know? And also a lot of people don't see the value of making a jumper by hand when you could buy one from Primark for just a couple of pounds. But I really hope I've demonstrated that knitting and crochet have a lot of benefits outside of just keeping warm. In future episodes, we'd like to look at the sustainability potential of knitting and discuss the gender politics with our male knitting friend Mike Dickerson, who you'll remember from episode one, The Great Penguin Sweater Fiasco. For now though, thank you again Rachel, and thank you listeners. You can discover Rachel's knitting blog at amiguru.me and follow it on Instagram, amiguru.me. Visit us at roughoutline.org for knitting pictures, links to references from Rachel's talk, and more. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at roughoutlinepod. See you next time. Bye. 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 Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands and they partner with factories that prioritize safe ethical and responsible manufacturing I love that Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.